We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by this week on the garage beers podcast well it's another week with just the guys in the garage and this week it's it's cheap beer night it's college beer night and we got some drinking games to go with that Uh, we're also going to talk about getting back to baseball we're going to talk about the nba season approaching but there seems to be some catches uh some things going on with with the players that we will get into plus a lot of news out of the nfl we got some nascar talk and we got to stick up for some of our friends in the podcast community. We got all that. We got our garage beers of the week and so much more. So come on up the driveway, pull up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for garage beers. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the 15th episode of the Garage Beers podcast. I am Michael Keefe. You can find me on Twitter at Garage Beers Mike. Hanging out over here in the garage on the west side of Cleveland, drinking some fun beers here tonight. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to get into this one. But uh, uh, before we get into our beers, let's bring the rest of the Garage Beers crew in over there on the east side of Cleveland. As always, in his garage, Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? Guys, it is even hot in my garage tonight. I am sweating in places I totally forgot I have. Uh, that's because I'm fat. Uh, but uh, let's do take some sports. Let's get some sports. Let's uh, do our thing. Let's let's do a podcast. Let's drink some beers, and uh, I, I, I'm gonna become the champ tonight. I mean, you guys better. Uh, just, I, I'm already crowning myself champion. So nah. here we go. Nah, you you better believe that's not gonna come true. You're way too old to become any kind of drinking game champion. 
Oh, please. <laughs> like, Toby, in the words of Toby Keith, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was, you sons of bitches. Last time we're allowed to refer to Toby Keith on this podcast. There's a strict <laughs> no Toby Keith referral policy. On this show. Hey, hey wait, we, we, we never established that, okay? Uh, <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Joey and right, Mike. So Chad's clearly ready to go. I don't know how we're going to compete. I, I mean, I'm ready, but he's really pumped himself up. Uh, got his little blue pill in. He's really ready to go. Uh, we're going to send it down to Nashville uh, and bring in our buddy Joe Whalen. What's going on, Joe? Hold on, hold on, guys. Guys, it's been four and a half hours. I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're going to want to consult a physician. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up, what's up, Joey? <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, remember when we started a sports podcast in the middle of a global pandemic and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for sports to come back. And are there going to be sports? And questions like, uh, what do we do with all this time? Do we watch cornhole or do we watch, uh, I don't know, like water polo or some stupid stuff? Well, now we have sports coming back. There's golf every week and NASCAR kind of. Uh, and Calcio Storico. Hey, yo, we're going to get into that. Calcio we're going to get into that. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited oh, we'll sports are coming it. back. So like I said, if you want to find us on Twitter, at the Garage Beers is the main show site, but Garage Beers Mike, Garage Beers Chad, Garage Beers Joe, you can find all of us on there uh, having a good time. So uh, before we get into the agenda, uh, we got a great Garage Beers of the week. Uh, we did have to... Uh, Switch it up a little bit. I know we promoted that we were going to have Ken Carmen on the show with us tonight. We are going to reschedule that. Ken had something come up uh, last minute that he couldn't make it. But uh, in his honor, uh, as he should have been here with us tonight, uh, we're going to stick with the types of beer that we were going to drink with Ken Carmen. Uh, if you know Ken Carmen from 92.3, the fan here, uh, more specifically when he was on his, his later at night show, uh, he talked a lot about his, uh, his affinity for, for bottom shelf uh, drinks, beers, uh, he's not, not the biggest snob when it comes to, to his drinks. He just likes his drinks. So we decided uh, we're going to continue with our uh, kind of college beers or our bottom shelf beers. And we are going to roll through uh, this week's edition of bottom shelf garage beers of the week. Joe, what do you have for your Ooh, garage man. beer of the week this week? I don't even know if this makes it to the bottom shelf. Like <laughs> we're probably grabbing this one below a dumpster outside. Oh, it's bad. It's bad, Whoa! but it's 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 the kind that comes in a brown paper bag. So let me just <laughs> go ahead and pull it out of my paper bag here. Uh, this takes me back to yeah. uh, some some college times. Uh, and actually, this is the first time I've had it out of a can. Normally, I have this out of a uh, big old glass bottle. Uh, but I have for us today the Steel Reserve Two Twenty One High Gravity uh multi barley lager oh no uh, this is oh, a, <laughs> this is an 8.1 percent <laughs> 40 somebody somebody duct tape that to his hands somebody oh, duct man. tape it to his hands i'm gonna need some you're not to allowed to in this chair <laughs> yeah you're gonna need help to pee tonight since i'm gonna be taped <laughs> to your hand how is it the, the taste how is it? Um, okay. So, um, I would use, uh, like caramely maybe, 
but also caramely like if you love caramel out in the sun for like three years and it was melting and hardening and melting and hardening and then you poured some water on it and then maybe like a little vodka or something um wow but i will say uh a- aside from that review the like this malt beverage of the sorts especially the malt beers um uh they get so much better as you drink them because they will just astronomically um, get you going. Okay. Well, oh, Joe's yeah. getting going. Everybody's getting going here tonight. Chad's getting going. Joe's getting going. I gotta, I gotta step my game up. Listen, back when we were in college, uh, I, I tell you what: if you took a nap, <laughs> if you took a nap and, and like woke up at like eleven thirty and like didn't like and realized like, oh god, oh shit, I'm late to go out. You just go to the drugstore. Grab a couple of steel reserves. Go ahead and chug a couple of those, and then you're ready for the night. The rest of the night. So, steel reserve is classic, classic college beer. Well, listen, steel reserve in Nashville. Uh, let's head it over to uh, to the east side over there and see what kind of special treat our buddy Chad Myers got for us for his garage beer of the week. All right, listen, guys. I wasn't much of a drinker in high school. Okay. So I, I didn't really know what beers to go with, okay? So finally, you know, I, I get to college. First night I meet, I meet my roommates. They go, hey, he was a, so- he was a sophomore, so he, was kinda, he already had a year under his belt. So he goes, we're going to go to the wrestling house tonight, okay? And then, and then we're just going to go pick up some beer, go, go to the wrestling house. Because at Ashland, it wasn't like party house. It was, it was like wrestling house, football house, rugby house. Like you, you partied at a house, okay? So this got handed to me out of a tall boy, and it was the first beer I ever drank (laughs) at the beast college. It was the first beer I ever drank. I haven't had it. This it literally that this was 2000. I haven't had this beer in 15 years. I haven't taken a sip of this beer in 15 years. It's Milwaukee's best ice, the Beast. It's otherwise known as Beast Ice. I'm I'm a little <laughs> frightened, but also excited as well. Uh, so, <laughs> bottoms up, guys. Oh yes, mm. drink it, drink it in. Ooh. Oh. His <laughs> face. Can you explain your face to us? You ever been around like? Old people when they when they when they have their just that like sour beer and cigarette smell. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like if you if you like to, like wrung that out of their shirts and like put it in a can of beer, oh. I, think, I think this is what I think this is what would be, what would come out. Woo! Woo! Beast, Beast is gonna have record sales after people listening to that raving review. I want to taste old person cigarettes and beer. Yeah, like there was a reason that this was 84 cents. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many did you buy? Oh, it's just one. Just, just one. This is it. Just, That's all I need. Just buy one. It's 84 cents. Yeah, it's a tall boy. It's 24 ounces, and it's 7.5. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got, we got Steel Reserve in Nashville. We got the Beast. Beast Ice over there in on the east side and, and i i was super excited about this because uh this beer is one of my favorite beers on the planet whether it's a cheap beer or not a cheap beer it's a beer i could drink anytime anywhere 
not really a college beer because I didn't really have this or drink this in college, but I, you know, I kind of passed on the Natty Lights and the Keystones for tonight. Uh, but I went with a beer that cost me $3 for a six pack of 16 ounce cans. One of the most wonderful. Uh, so of course I bought a couple of them. Uh, one of the most wonderful cheap beers on the planet. I went with the classic from the Genesee Brewing Company, Jenny Cream Ale. That's one of the the all-time greats. And I'm going to tell you why I love this beer. Okay. And it's going to sound maybe almost less appealing than Chad's review of his beer. <laughs> I love this beer because this beer smells to me like what – or tastes to me like what I remember old Cleveland Municipal Stadium smelling like. Ah, Okay. Without right. the urine, without the urine. I'm not talking about the bathrooms. I'm talking about when you were like walking up the ramp to go get to your seats and it had that very specific smell in the stadium. That was, that's what Jenny Cream Ale tastes like. And so it's like a comfort beer for me. It's like a security beer and I love it. Oh, that's cute. All right. So we got some pretty good garage beers, some, uh, some throwback beers, uh, some, disgusting sounding beers but at the same time we all know where it's coming from it's all coming from a good place and uh uh and and cheap beers are good beers too and we are equal opportunity garage beer lovers here on the garage beers podcast so because of uh the types of beers we're drinking and because of of what we're doing we decided to take it back with a little college drinking game so we're going to do a virtual game of flip cup and so here's how this is going to work it's going to last throughout the entirety of the remainder of our episode. And basically what's going to happen is Joe is going to play a sound and it's going to be this sound. All right. So when we hear the luscious tones of sting and the police uh, come through and yell Roxanne at us, uh, we have to take beer from our can, pour a little bit into our cups. We've all got our cups sitting here next to us and drink the beer and flip. And whoever gets it first gets a point. And whoever finishes the episode with the most points is going to walk away the Garage Beers Flip Cup champion. So, uh, Chad, we got to be ready for it at any time. Joe can prepare for it a little bit, but he can't cheat. So uh, we just got to be ready to go. So. So keep tabs. I am, I am very much uh, not into losing at Flip Cup. Uh, so uh, I'm bringing my A game here. I don't know that I've ever played it sitting down, but we're going to see how it works. Excuse is uh, already coming out. Oh of your mouth. boy! I feel like Joe's got a distinct advantage because Joe's like twelve. Joe's like twelve, and like he just yeah. went to college. <laughs> yeah, I guess started at an early age. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I took it. but the disadvantage is the eight point one percent steel reserve that is just going to exponentially ruin well, my. No, that, that, well, that you're going to drink like a like a milliliter that's not of. A, and yeah, flip that's not cup. a disadvantage though, because you could, you're controlling the Roxanne, so you could just play it once throughout the show. You better not. You better not. This I'm going to be holding. I'm going to be. I got this little like a uh, little fidget cube thing. I'm going to be holding my left hand which is going to be my drink pouring hand. So I will play it and then I'll have to drop the cube. And then I'll pour oh it. my God. There you go. The coordination no, this is victory. going to take. This is going to take some coordination. Which I have none of. <laughs> All right. 
So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into our stuff and we're going to wait for our first Roxanne. And, and now I'm nervous, and but I'm ready for it. Uh, so we're going to start with, uh, uh, with something, something's been going on in, in, in Cleveland Twitter world here uh, lately. And, and I just don't like it. Um, and, and, and it's happening to some friends of ours, some friends of the show, uh, some former guests of the show. Um, but there's been a large debate on, uh, on Twitter going on, uh, especially Cleveland sports Twitter going on over the last, and certainly not a new debate, uh, but going on over the last 24, 48 hours um, about uh, women talking sports. And, uh, you know, when we had uh, Bree and Brittany from That's What Beast on the podcast a few weeks back, um, we talked about it a little bit. They call them their Dales. They're guys that just always constantly feel like they got to give them a bad time. But uh, it's gotten very harsh over these last few days of uh, uh, really like guys being like, I can't, I can't listen to women talking about men's sports. And if women want to talk about sports, they need to talk about women's sports. And like much that I would stick up for any of my friends. uh, I'm going to stick up for some of our, some of our Twitter friends, some of our, some of our uh, former guests on the podcast. Um, Shut up. Like what these people, these dudes that get on there talking sports that don't know shit about sports. And like, I don't play the card a lot, uh, but like as somebody who really does understand a lot about sports and from how they're played to how they're officiated to how teams run and organizations run, because I've been a part in that of every level of sports that you can think of. I have been a part here. But the takes that I hear these, the takes that I hear these uh, quote unquote Dale's, giving out there acting like they have a, any idea how the actual world of sports works is absurd. So the fact that they get on their Twitter pages and they're like, they feel the need to talk down to women. Like the, the comments that I was reading uh, to these ladies who are just, for the most part, they're just out there having fun. They're just out there having a good time talking about sports. Uh, and the fact that they've got to take that kind of nonsense. Like I said, I feel like we just, I, I, I want to stick up for him a little bit on this podcast. And, and, you know, if you're listening and you're one of those people that thinks women can't talk sports, um, you know, you can have right off again. I I've said it on this podcast before the entire reason I'm into sports as much as I am is because of my mom and my sister. Uh, that's the big reason. So, so you can F right off if that's your attitude towards this. Yeah. Yeah. What you said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I mean, it's, I, a lot of it, I think, is pure jealousy because these girls are out there and, and they have a following and they, they can talk intelligently about sports. They can be very entertaining when they talk sports as well. You know, it, you know, you talked about being working in every level of sports, Mike. I, I, you know, I've been the same way. You know, my line of work, I, I've been fortunate enough to have interactions with a lot of women that work in sports. Doris Burke. Rachel Nichols, Michelle Tafoya. I'm just really name dropping here, but it's been <laughs> a lot of women that I've, t- that I've had interactions with and they, they are professional as it can be. And they have every right to be there. And you know, these women work a lot harder, like almost, I mean, harder than anyone. They, they work harder than the men because they're, they, they're earning respect and they've earned that respect. So, and these girls on, on, you know, our Twitter friends, they're just doing the same thing. And I, I think it's partly, well, a lot of it, I think is, is, is jealousy it, it, because these girls have that platform now. And these guys have not 
gone out to do it themselves. So they feel like they have to shame these girls, harass these girls into thinking that they're not good enough. And that's just not the case. I mean, if you listened to our episode with Brittany and Bree, we had a great time talking sports with them. We, we just had such a good time. So uh, to anybody that, that gives them any crap, just, yeah, shut the hell up. Okay. Are you kidding me? Do you have any? And leave your, leave your, like, leave your weird, like, awkward sexual shit right. out of it too like we're all here right. to talk sports so like uh, again like it's very funny because uh you've got this dynamic of people that feel like they have to talk down to women in sports and those are right. the worst but then you all have this group of people that are kind of cringy about how they come to the defense of women in sports like women in sport women in women not women in sports we, we don't have to sexualize everything that women do. Like, and I understand it's a very heavily male oriented uh, dynamic in sports, not for any correct, proper reason, but that's just how it is. And it, it is amazing to me. The, the, the fact that so many men out there cannot talk to a woman without it becoming like either hitting on her or like being doing this weird, like, Oh, she knows a lot about sports, but she's kind of ugly or like she's kind of big or whatever. Like, shut up. Like, look at the men that talk about sports, uh, me included. Like, the sportscasters and men that talk about sports, we are not like uh like models of GQ magazine for the most part. There's some out there, but like for the most part, like we're just normal people talking about sports. And people talk to us like normal people talking about sports. So, like, do that with women. Don't not every woman you talk to has to be like a target of yours. Just talk sports and enjoy it and let them right. enjoy it. If, if women are working in sports, if you see a woman in a media room, if you see them with, with a badge on that says they work there, they're not there to, 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 to be hit on, to be a target for you. They're, they're there to have fun. They're there to talk sports. They're there to talk intelligently about sports or, or they might know more sports than you've got. I mean, just go in with an open mind. You need to be open-minded about this because it's not 1960 anymore. Guess what, guys? Women have a right to vote, and women have a right to work in sports. So it, you, <laughs> you, you, you guys need to cool it, okay? You guys need everything. The world is changing. Either get on the train or get off of it because women are, are – are, there are some women out there that are just brilliant in sports. So – it's not get on the train or get off it. It's get on the train or stay the hell away from it. Go away. Like if you can't listen, if you can't listen to Beth Moen's call a sporting event and enjoy it, you've got something wrong with you. If you can't listen to Jessica Mendoza do a major league baseball game and enjoy that, she is phenomenal at it. She is absolutely phenomenal at calling baseball games on ESPN. If you can't listen to that and enjoy it because she's a woman, that's that's your own issue. That's I can't your remember problem. the. And oh, that sorry, sorry. I, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I can't. I you know I can't remember the name of her too. But when they had those women broadcasting the hockey games on NBC, it was it was. Oh yeah. It was absolutely incredible. And even and even here again, like I said, we're talking about our just uh, some of our friends of the show on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, we talked about. We talked about the ladies from That's What B Said. We've got Gab Gowdy out there, even though uh, some people on this show may have a, a beef with her because she said you should never, uh, women should never date guys with four-letter names. So, Chad, you are oh, toast. Oh, oh. Or 
and, and then Brittany Mollis jumped in and said, also guys that start, whose names start with the letter J. And so Joe, you are no, toast. Well, no. uh, Joey, you, Joey, I mean, your zoom label right now, you're a four letter word and you start with J. So. <laughs> I, I'm now formally Joe. <laughs> Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how to like change the J off. Say, that, what, what's your middle name? I'm over here changing my podcast name or my Twitter name to Garage yeah, Beers Michael. What's your middle name? Daniel. Oh, there you go. Daniel Whalen. Perfect. <laughs> I don't like the sound uh, of Joe Dan. I think you could be Joe Dan. That fits in Tennessee. Joe, Joe Dan. Oh. <laughs> Joe Dan Whalen. Nah. <laughs> nah. Dan Whalen. Nah. But listen, I, I just think on tour. <laughs> Brad Paisley. <laughs> I just find it, I find it very annoying. And again, it happens to men and women, but it happens so much to women. And again, if, if you can't listen to these professionals call these, and we've got them in Cleveland. Listen, I, I understand we've got our own Mary Kay covering the Browns and there's differing opinions. I like, I don't like some things Mary Kay does. I think she sometimes get it, gets into the rumor mill a little much, but I also, I think Mary Kay. She's a woman. That's because of her reporting. That's not, that's right. not. It has nothing to do with the, right. nothing to do with her being a woman. But if I want breaking news on the Browns, I, I turn on alerts for Mary Kay. If, if it's like the trade deadline or like free agency period opening or whatever, I always have alerts on Twitter for Mary Kay turned on because she always gets those. She always gets that broken to her first. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, just whether it's whether it's people like that or whether it's these these females on, on Twitter that are, are there to interact, hosting podcasts, uh, you know. Talk to them, quit talking to them like they're women. Talk to them like they're people talking sports right. and respect the fact that they are doing what they're doing because they, it's not like we know more than them. I, I don't know more than them because I was inherently born with a wiener. Like, it, like that doesn't give me more knowledge on sports than, I'm, than a female. So I'm a sports god because I'm a wiener. I have a wiener. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm no sports god for crying out loud. Any, so anyways, woman, any woman that doesn't have a wiener does <laughs> not get to talk sports in the same realm as women with wieners. <laughs> no. Uh, I just found it, it. It's been the thing on Twitter over this last few days that has been just, I keep reading these comments and looking and looking, and I'm like, for my sake. Why do people keep doing this? Like, just all they do is say one thing. Like, one of them be like, "Oh, Baker Mayfield's going to have a great year," and they're like, "Get in the kitchen, Jesus!" You're yeah, just you're fat. You shouldn't talk sports. Oh, okay. First off, that doesn't have one doesn't have anything to do with the other. <laughs> so, and it's just her opinion. So leave it alone. And it's always it's always a guy with either uh, an avatar with sunglasses in his driver's seat of his car. Or yeah. it's somebody who won't even share their own name. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or they have like sixty-two followers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, just sticking up for some of our friends out there, uh, saying, "Listen, we're all here to talk sports. We're all here to have a good time, uh, to share opinions. In the end, sports are sports, and it doesn't matter that much. Uh, it's just stuff for us to enjoy." So, uh, so yeah. I do have a confession to make before we move on, though. I do have a confession oh, okay. to make. Oh, confess. I don't. I don't listen to best. Moans do games. I turn her off. I, I turn her off. The reason being is because she usually gets like the eleven thirty a.m. like Indiana and Purdue game. Like just because it's not a very good game. Like I could listen. I could listen. I mean, Beth Moans deserves like the the, the three thirty Alabama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl. 
but I, I could, I, but she just usually her, unfortunately the games she gets typically aren't very good. You're confessing to something that's not actually a thing. You're saying you don't listen to Beth Moans. It's not that you don't listen to Beth Moans. It's that you don't care about Indiana and Purdue at 1130 I, I, in the morning. I, 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 I know it was that's a little, little, it was a little sarcasm. Okay. It was a little sarcasm. Okay. They could put my boy Gus Johnson on on Purdue and Indiana at eleven thirty in the morning, and I am not watching that. I mean, God, sidebar though, sidebar though. Joel Klatt is one of the more underrated analysts in America. I love that guy. I love. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Man, crush Tuesday. Okay. Man. <laughs> All right. Let's get off it, but be nicer um, and just enjoy sports in general. So let's talk about some sports. Uh, and let's get back to baseball. Uh, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting nervous. I have not heard heard Roxanne yet, and I see it in Joe's face. So uh, it's making me nervous. I'm just I saw him look here at, ready. I saw him I look. See, I saw him look too. I didn't feel that was like the appropriate time to start playing Roxanne. <laughs> He's got the shit eating grin on his face that whole time, just waiting. He's just biding his time. Uh. Well, let's get into let's get into baseball and see and see how we can get into this and not be distracted by what Joe's doing over there. Uh, so obviously, we were all excited last week. We had Jim Rosenhaus on, uh, one of the voices of the Indians, uh, after they announced uh, the season, the sixty game season, how baseball is going to get started July twenty third. Um, but there's there's some trepidation happening out there as well. There's some. Uh, there's some stuff going on right now that are, you know, obviously not notwithstanding the 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 COVID numbers and, and you know the nerves about that, uh, but you've got players that are coming out like Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, Mike Leake, all of them have opted out of the baseball season, saying they will not play uh, due to concerns over the the COVID nineteen issue and and all that. So I guess it makes me wonder, like you know, like. I, <laughs> you know, I couldn't be more excited for baseball to start. I it's, it's my favorite thing to watch, but right. should, should it be happening? Like uh, if the players don't feel safe or, I mean, I guess maybe it's just a few players, but if the players don't feel safe, like, is it rushed? Mm. I don't think so. No. Why not Joe? No, I feel like, um, uh, well, it's tough. I guess I, I, I would understand why anyone would not want to play. Uh, you know, whether you have, you live with someone that is high risk or you're worried about the safety of your family. Um, you know, I, I don't think you can discount anyone that doesn't want to play. Um, but on the other hand, um, you do have people that want to play. And I, I think it's going to end up being the majority of the league will want to play. Um, so if, as long as it can continue to be a competitive environment and teams can put competitive rosters on the field, um, I don't see a reason not to, um, I feel like the league is going to take as much precautions as they can. Cause not only, you know, do they want to make sure their players are safe, but like on like the business side, their players are their products and they want to make sure that they're as healthy as possible. Uh, so I, I feel like they should at least try. Yeah, you know, it's hard to argue whether it's rushed or not. Oh, Chad. Damn it. Damn it. Chad got it. Embarrassing performance. Embarrassing performance. That was awful. 
Chad. Chad, stuff out. Chad takes a one nothing lead. Probably Chad's on the leg. I thought we would have him on that one. Damn. That's right. Man, embarrassing. I finished my beer like several seconds before both of you. I ended up having about a half cup of foam as soon as I poured that. (laughs) I went real aggressive with that pour. And nothing like a cup of foamy steel reserve. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I swallowed like, like, like two or three Michelob light, like, like Michelob ultra lights or whatever cigarettes are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Michelob's, which are also beers, but yeah, cool. What is it? Yeah. Michelob ultra lights, right? Isn't that cigarette? Marlboro. Marlboro, my man. Michelob is a beer. Same thing, right? Uh, anyway, you know the Michelob man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, so, it, it, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it's hard to argue with player safety. Like you know, you because you, you want people to be as safe and as healthy as possible. But the fact is, until either we gain herd immunity or there's a vaccine for this thing, it, it, it's it's not going to be safe. So you can only take so many precautions. Uh, before you get back to baseball or get back to sports or get, you know, get back to work. So as long as they are doing everything that they can to keep these guys safe and the players have the like mind to keep themselves safe, I don't see why, and, and they're willing to play through it. I don't see why it, it, it would be rushed. You know, I, I don't see why not to, 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 to play it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'd say rush, but, I would say I'd be cautious. I, I'd be cautious about this. Yeah, listen, I, I, I certainly, I, things haven't really changed for me. I, I do think they should, I think they should, I think they should come back again because you're not really putting the general population at risk and they're going to take the precautions uh, for, for, uh, for the players. I understand the players that aren't going to play but yeah i mean i'm still excited for them to come back i think the majority of players are still going to come back and play but uh, you know i'm i'm also left to wonder how many how many big name players aren't going to come back uh how many players are going to say listen this just isn't 60 games it's not worth it for me to risk it so uh you know hopefully uh, when's their deadline to come back no i don't know they report on july 1st so that'll be after this airs Okay, so like, uh, but but they can't opt out after they report, right? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess they can opt out whenever if they want to. Like I, you know, I just yeah. feel like if you go to the team in the league and say, "Listen, I don't feel safe," and you know, again, a lot depends on what happens with these numbers with with COVID and all that. I, I feel like the the league isn't gonna say, "Sorry, you don't feel safe," but now you've already reported to camp, so you can't opt out. Like I'm gonna guess anytime they want to, they can our crack research team on that you know what let's do it we need anybody have a crack research team we can use real quick uh, bruce bruce bonner i'll get a hold of bruce bonner uh everybody knows bruce banner, bruce oh, banner. Yeah. <laughs> i have yeah. no i have no idea but i'll find out okay, and we'll get back to you yeah this show needs a producer damn it oh wait oh joe hey there remember he's either joe or joseph Oh, or Daniel, Joe, Dan, Joe, Dan, Joe, he's Joe, Dan, you, do JD. Joe Dan. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, again, hopefully it doesn't cause much of an issue and hopefully we do still get to watch, but hopefully, you know, again, on the same token, 
hopefully everybody is able to come back, stay safe and, and, and get through it. Um, uh, but it goes for, it goes for basketball at this point too. And uh, I think we do want to spend a little time. I'm talking about basketball here tonight because uh, as time goes on, we're finding more and more out about the schedule for the NBA, what's going on um, uh, down in Orlando. But we're, we're starting to hear uh, the same thing starting to happen with basketball. Um, uh, we've got players that are, are starting to say they probably aren't going to be attending the NBA season in Orlando. Uh, we've got players that continue to get diagnosed with, with COVID. Uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan said he won't be reporting. Uh, um, you know, we already know we're not going to see Kevin Durant, probably not Kyrie Irving, uh, maybe Kyrie Irving. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be real interesting. But uh, one thing that is cool, the NBA released their schedule for that uh, the short season and then the playoffs. So, again, if you, if you don't remember what the NBA is doing, they're going to play all their games in Orlando. They're going to play a really short eight-game season. Um, they've got, I want to say there's nine teams from the East and 13 teams from the West that qualified. So there's eight teams that aren't going to be going. Unfortunately, our Cavaliers are one of them. Um, but basically the way they're doing it is, uh, the top eight teams are still going to make the postseason. Uh, but, uh, if the ninth place team is within four games of the eighth place team at the end of those eight games, then they're going to play like a play in thing where it's basically, uh, uh, the ninth place team would have to play two games against the eighth place team and beat them both times. So it's like a double elimination. If the eighth place team wins one of the game, one of the games, they just get into the playoffs. But if the ninth place team beats the eighth place team twice in a row, then they will jump them and get into the playoffs. Uh, okay. So like that's going to cause some drama. You've still got, uh, here's how it basically stands. Uh, right now, Orlando is in the eighth seed in the East and the Wizards are five and a half games back of Orlando. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Wizards are going to have to close the gap at least another game and a half uh, by, the time, by the time the eight games are over. Um, in the West, it's even crazier. The Grizzlies are three and a half games up on the Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Kings. Uh, and percentage points has the Blazers in ninth place. Uh, but they're also only four games up on the Spurs and only six games up on the Suns. So all of those teams theoretically have a shot to yeah. get into one of those play-in situations uh, against, against the, uh, the Grizzlies, who probably are going to be at least one of those teams. So I don't know. It's kind of exciting. I, I, we talked about it a lot with Rosie last week with baseball. Um, just some of the differences that we're not going to see a lot are pretty exciting. Uh, it's pretty exciting to see something just totally different out of the NBA season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this, if there's one thing that's, um, that COVID has done, it's really when it comes to sports, it's really make them rethink some exciting formats that they're, that we, we, we typically don't see. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you might as well count this as kind of like, you know, the the, the playoff push at the end of the season, especially out there in the West. So uh, all, these eight games are, are, are going to mean more than 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 than, than anything uh, as far as teams that are actually going to get in the playoffs, uh, like I said, especially in the West. So, yeah, I don't know. Like if I'm a player on one of those teams, you know, as much as I want to keep myself safe, like if you're one of the, you know, Pelicans or the Kings, are you, I mean, are you, 
how tempted are you to play to 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 go there despite the risk that you'll be taking oh yeah of course you know and and listen most of the teams are already locked up uh, the top 6 seeds in each conference are already locked up uh there there are, are chances that like the grizzlies um, or the magic could get up into the seventh seed and, and kind of bump it around. But like, uh, it's also a little crazy because a lot of times you talk about having home court advantage in the playoffs. You want to be able to play on your home court. Well, this is going to be all neutral. It's all in Orlando. So then the other question is for those eight games, how hard are, uh, the top teams going? How hard are Boston going? How hard's Milwaukee going? How hard is, you know, Houston and, 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 the Lakers and the Clippers, how hard are they all going? Um, and how hard are they going to be watching those seeds? Uh, uh, you know, who they're going to face in, in the first round. Um, it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be. Oh God. Oh God. You don't have to put on the red light. Oh. It was me. It was me. I watched yours land. No, no Chad. No, 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 no. no. I watched yours land. No, no, I, no, I, yours landed after mine, and that's because I'm on a delay. So technically, I won. No, dude, go away, <laughs> go away, Chad. Uh, I'm taking a point, Chad, oh, wow. with one point. I have to give myself a point too. So two, one. You're not giving yourself a point. I watched yours land, and if you're on a delay, that's your own Wi-Fi's problem. According to my I don't computer, know what kind of, I don't know what kind of baby pores you guys are pouring over there. Oh, whatever. But- uh, we're we're gonna have to go oh, to the video booth for listen, this. Listen, listen, Joe. The score yeah. is one to one to zero, and you're the uh-huh. one with the zero. Yeah. Two to one. Uh, I know. Two to so one. You step your game up. because my uh, computer audio wasn't sharing, so I actually played it, and I started to go, <laughs> and then I saw you guys were moving. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta redo that. <laughs> two to one to zero. Two to one to zero. Here we it go. It is not two to one to zero. You can't just give yourself a point. <laughs> yes, uh, I if you're on a do- you just gave yourself a point. I watched. You flip and lose. So listen. I, I watched I watched my cup <laughs> land and no. you were landed after me. No, it didn't. You can't even yes, see my cup. Yes, I did. Well, yeah, which is you cheating too. Okay, all right. Listen, there we're was- not having semantics here. Ultimately, it's one to one to zero. <laughs> Back to the NBA. <laughs> we're not fighting over this. We're gonna have fun with this, damn it. There's an uh, asterisk. There's an asterisk there. So how are we feeling? So first of all, let's talk about, so I just kind of laid out the, the lower uh, seeds uh, uh, fighting for playoff spots in the East and the West. So let's start with, you know, let's say it's down to Orlando and the Wizards with Orlando commanding a three and a half game lead with eight games left. But remembering that the Wizards only have to be within four to get into a playoff. Uh, how are we feeling about that? Do you, do you feel like, is it is it destined for a playoff? Does does Orlando have what it takes to to pull away from the Wizards? And then if if those two teams met in a uh, basically a uh, basically a situation where the Wizards would have to win two straight games, do the Wizards have more firepower than the Magic? I'm sorry, and they're five point they're five and a half games up, so the Wizards have some catching up to do to even get it to that point. Well, I mean, in the NBA, you know how one guy can take over a game very easily. And I, in my opinion, the, the, the best player on either of those two teams is Bradley Beal. Because I, I believe John Wall said he would not play if, 
uh, it, it, you know, it, the, the renewed schedule, even if he was healthy. Uh, so I think Bradley, I think Bradley Beal anyways. Yeah. I say, I think Bradley Beal is the best player on both of those teams. So I, you know, Bradley with Bradley Beal on the floor against Orlando. I mean, I, I would, I would give myself a chance. So yeah, I mean, I think the wizards would be able to uh, jump into that eight seed over Orlando. Just, just on that fact alone. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're pretty even, actually. I don't think either one of them are superior teams. I think uh, the only thing that I think is, I think Orlando's uh, Orlando's youth, but also the fact that they were able to get some success this year. Uh, I like Orlando better than I like the Wizards, so uh, I think Orlando will hang on there. I think I think the East is is not as exciting, uh, obviously, since they only have nine teams, anyways. Uh, but I don't think that one's as exciting as the West, where. You got the Grizzlies three and a half games up on the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, four games up on the Spurs, and the Suns are probably out of it. Uh, so I don't know. Well, like, what do you think is happening there? I think the, I, I mean, are the Grizzlies the best team out of that? I don't think so. I'd be real scared of the Blazers in a situation like this. Oh God, yeah. But you've also got you got the Pelicans with Zion, and, and you know, like some good players down there that were just kind of starting to figure out how to play together. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch to see which of those two teams. Cause I think, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. I'd be shocked if the Grizzlies ran away and didn't get into one of those play in situations. So I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. That's going to happen in the West. Which two teams do you want to see uh, play in situation? What do you think, Joe, you go first. I got, I got it. I got a minute. To, I need a minute to think about this. I mean, I, I'd love to see Portland in there. I think they're going to, I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. I think, you know, I think with Portland, obviously with, with an incredible backcourt, Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, um, and then, and then other good players around them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Portland is the scary team out of all the teams that are there. Uh, personally, I'd love Listen, the Grizzlies are cool and whatnot. Like, give me John Morant any day of the week uh, just so I can watch John Morant play. But, uh, man, to see Zion make a playoff push in his in his rookie year during all this craziness, that would be sweet too. So uh, I think it's probably going to be Blazers and Grizzlies, which are the two top teams anyways. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, uh, I'd be real. If I was in that little group there of teams that are real close, I'd be real – I'd be real afraid of the Blazers. Yeah, I think so too, especially when it comes to experience. I mean, John Morant has proven that the moment isn't too big for him, but I just think with the supporting cast around him, uh, I, I like Portland's uh, cast better. I forget the uh, uh, Nursef Jukic. 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 He's really good in the middle. I know that guy. However you say his name, <laughs> he's really good in the middle. But, I don't think um, any of us got that wrong. Nope. I think we all got that wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it, when Nurkic. I look at Portland, I look at Nurkic. That's it. Okay. Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic. I don't know what I was saying. You don't have to put on the red Yes, it was. It was clearly me again. Chad, I watched you flip. No. I watched you flip. Listen, dude, because you, you, I, I, I had my Chad, when, flipped, you, were Chad, when you looked up, when you looked up, my arms were like this. This is not, no, because my arms were like this, 
when you on, on my no. computer no. you looked up yes no chance yes no chance this game this game we should probably not play because this delay is just not fair it's not fair yeah but you're the only one played if you're if there's a delay it's it's on you okay. i actually don't think there's much of a delay today and there isn't much of a delay Okay. I mean, and, and and mine flipped a good solid two seconds before yours. No, I'll tell you no. what. I'll tell you what. Not on my computer. I'll, it didn't. But I'll I take was, the point. I'll take no, the point this time. So that way point. you guys don't have to argue about it. It'll just be I a love, neutral point. My favorite thing that happens is that Joe, uh, Joe is so intent on flipping his cup that he doesn't realize that you and I keep flipping ours before he does. Yeah. <laughs> And then he looks up real excited when he finally lands his to just see us both arguing with each other. For I think I under I underestimated <laughs> the uh, playing the audio. Cause that's like yeah. on my right monitor. And then I got to go all the way to my left for the beer. The delay is on your end, my man. Uh, I'm playing the rest of this game under protest. Listen, okay. The rest of this flip cup game under protest, because according to my computer, I'm winning. You listen, I will, uh, I will take your protests to the proper authorities. Uh, they are, unfortunately, their office is closed uh, due to the pandemic. So uh, however this stands at the end is how it's going to stand. Right now it stands at two to one to zero in favor of me. And then Chad has the one and Joe has the zero. So Joe, you got to step your game up. I get the heart trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, so... With that all being said, you know, we've talked a lot about these kind of last seeds into the playoffs, but let's talk about, let's talk about the other seeds. Like let's talk about the teams that are uh, locked in uh, into the playoffs, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn, Indiana, Miami. Those teams are all, uh, they're all pretty much locked into the playoffs in the East and in the West. uh, You've got teams like Denver, Dallas, uh, or Dallas is not, are they? Yeah, they are. Denver, Dallas, uh, Houston, the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, the Thunder, um, the Jazz. So, you know, with this little eight-game thing, and then they're going to really just get right into the playoffs, um, which team's going to be able, like, how are these teams going to be able to bounce back? I mean, we're talking about a, a month away right now. We are about a month away from them starting from them starting playing. So which teams are poised, you know, if you had to pick two or three teams that you think, okay, these are the teams that are going to make the most noise because they have the players, the right setting, the right coaching to, to bounce back out of this huge break, which teams do you think those are? Quick sidebar, where, if Portland was in the East, where do you think they would be right now? Um, I don't know. I don't that, – that always is weird to me because um, – I don't know that the, I don't know that they would be way high up in the East. Yeah, like, I mean, I think they'd be battling for a top six spot because they're so much better than the bottom of the East. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, probably battling for a top six spot is probably a good way to put it. But they're, they're as good as that backcourt is, and as good as Jurkic is. Like, I don't know. They, they, there's not a lot of other to Portland. There's not a lot of depth to Portland. Uh, there's not a ton of size to Portland. Uh, so they, those guys can all get hot in any game. All three of those guys can get hot and go crazy in any game. But they, they have a lot of those weird games where, like, Dame Lillard will put up 51 points and they lose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
Yeah, maybe fighting for a top six spot. I think that's fair. I don't. I, I wouldn't say they're like a number two seed in the East. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Too much flip cup. Too much yeah. losing a flip cup. Um, the question is, which teams do you think are going to come out of this kind of this shutdown, this pandemic shutdown, the least, the least scathed, which teams are going to be ready to go the fastest? Because those are the teams that are going to make the noise. Like I, you know, normally you go into these with like the one seed, just crushing the eight seed and, and the two seed having their way with the seven seed. And then it gets a little closer from there. But like if any year, an eight seed is going to take down a one. This is probably that kind of year. Yeah. Um, I, I think if I, I mean, if I'm guessing, I, I would say Milwaukee uh, just because they're the team in the East to me that I, I don't know. They played with each other for the last few years. That really hasn't changed much, much the last couple of years. So I think it won't take them that long to gain that chemistry back. Um, you, you know, Toronto, maybe may a little bit. The, the only reason I say that is because a, they're, you know, they don't have DeRozan or Leonard anymore. And, and Lowry has always had question is, is always been, his play has always been pretty questionable in the playoffs. Yes. Uh, Boston, 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 Boston could be a surprise team in there. <laughs> Yeah, Boston could be a surprise team in there. I mean, I like right. I love Brown, I love Tatum, but so if I had to say, I, I would say the Bucks. They're the they're the most put you know put together team. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think uh, there's that part of me that wants to say watch out for Philly, even though they're crazy and consistent. I think in a short stretch like this, uh, the talent on the Sixers is crazy, and. Uh, they're the team that seems to have the most injury bug bites uh, every year between like Embiid and Simmons. And like, uh, I, I, I would say, I think Philly's going to make some noise uh, personally. And, and because I said that they're going to get smashed in the first round, but yeah. I think they're the team that's going to make some noise. And, and honestly, I like, I'm over here looking at the West and man, there's so many good teams in the West, but like uh, the Lakers, man, I, I don't know. Like, if there's any team that's just going to come out and naturally be good and just, just be physically ready to go. And like, it's going to be a LeBron team. It's going to be LeBron and, and Davis and, and like, and, and J.R. Smith, Smith from Joe Whalen's party house. Hey, that hasn't yeah, been confirmed yet. <laughs> no, I, I, I let him get furlough. So he's good for a couple of weeks. And he'll <laughs> have to come on back over. Like the team, that, the get team some that steel works, reserves like, teams like Houston, and teams like Houston worry me about getting early exit because again, Houston, remember they, they don't even have like a center on the roster. They traded no. away Clint Capella. They, right. they, they went complete small ball. And, and so their game is predicated on speed and, and, and timing and James Harden shooting 854 shots a game. James, James Harden and Russell Westbrook playing together and, and doing that, you know, uh, cohesively, uh, so, you know, I think a long break does a lot of damage to a team like the Houston Rockets. Um, uh, I think, I think, I think you were good with Boston. I don't know about Milwaukee again. They were so good all year, but there's just something about them that again, they are very much a streaky team. And so to, to just take a whole bunch of time off, uh, it's going to be real interesting. Like I said, I, 
I got my eye on, I got my eye on the Sixers and it's not surprising, but of course I have my eye on the Lakers just because I think, you know, I think the leadership on that team, I think the experience on that team um, is going to shine through in a weird situation. I, I will say this though. I mean, well, I mean, you get, I mean, you figured LeBron has been organizing workouts outside of it. I mean, there were those reports that they've been together yeah. <laughs> since the pandemic started, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would say the Lakers would just naturally be good, but I, I would not be shocked if if the Clippers beat them. I, I would not be shocked. I'm yeah. not saying they will, but I would not be shocked if the Clippers took them down. Well, and that's another team, and I, I you know, you kind of forget about them because of how weird the season is. But yeah, the Clippers too, man. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George and and having them healthy, and yeah, that's going to be a really good team too. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And one of the most fun things about it is they're starting this eight game thing and they're planning on playing games like all day long. Yeah. They've got three locations down there in Orlando that they're playing at and they're planning on starting games at like, they're planning on having like seven games a day Yeah, uh, and starting games in like the early afternoon. And so for a, for a, a group like us, a society like us that loves our sports and that has just been craving to have our sports back, uh, the NBA is going to punch us in the mouth with sports once they start uh, at the end of July and it's going to be full go from there. So uh, it should be exciting. Um, uh, we'll see how it all turns out, but what's really fun. I think about it is not only are you excited to watch the top teams, but you're really excited. I'm very excited to watch those bottom, uh, the way they put that little play in thing there. I'm really excited to watch what's going on at the bottom of each conference as well. Yeah, I may actually watch some of this. I mean, I'm not a huge, I'm, I'm, I'm a big NHL guy. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, like I told you before on this podcast, I work at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So I don't, I don't really watch the NBA outside of when I'm working down there, but I've missed sports so much. I don't <laughs> watch all of this NBA, you know, as well as the NHL round robin tournament and, 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 and you know, MLB as well. I'm just going to take it all in. Well, uh, we got, we got a month to go before that hits. Uh, hopefully we got less than a month before baseball hits, but let's go to something that we've got a while before it hits. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. You saw it. You saw it. I had the opportunity there. I missed three. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Chad thinks he's getting hosed here, but he is not. You didn't <laughs> not get you, know, you, you lost that one, Chad. Yeah, easily. You told me not to argue it, uh, and I'm not going to argue it anymore. The but same thing protest. is happening. The same is happening every damn time. <laughs> it's under protest. Yeah, it is. I hate to steal a line from uh, what I thought was the worst uh, uh, sports radio show in Cleveland. Before our, our boy, Ken Carmen, who, who again, couldn't make it on with us, uh, took it over, but there was a show before his that I don't even want to say their name, but one of the funniest things that they would do is, uh, one guy would, would, would protest things. And, uh, the other guy would ask, he would say, you want to file a protest? And then the other guy would say, yeah, I'm protesting. And then the other guy would just be like, yeah, denied. So that's what's going to happen here. Your protests are denied. Uh, but I appreciate your passion. Uh, no, you said you would pass along to the proper authorities and the office is closed right now. So uh, it can't be denied. Yeah, no, team. you're right. You're, you're going to have to wait six to eight months at least for your case to be heard. 
<laughs> All right, let's go over to the NFL because they're making noise. Oh, by the way, the score is uh, – what's the score? Uh, is it four to one to zero? No, it's not. Three, three to, to one three to one to zero. zero. Okay. Three. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go over to the NFL. Uh, making news. Not, uh, I guess, a little news going on here uh, because – the entirety of uh, Brown's Twitter creamed their jeans uh, the other day when Odell Beckham tweeted that somebody said, we're going to talk about Cam Newton to the, the Patriots. This is how it started. But somebody came out and said, oh, OBJ going to get traded there too. And Odell was like, no, nah, man, you can find me in the land. I got unfinished business. Right. Yeah. And all of Cleveland's jeans got immediately creamed when that He's happened. He's one of us. He's one of us. <laughs> Never, like oh god we bring so much stuff on ourselves here like don't we like just the way we, just the way we go hot and cold on relationships with things like one minute odell's a prima donna and he shouldn't be doing this and he shouldn't be doing that and then all he's got to do is come on and be like cleveland is good and all of twitter explodes <laughs> we love him i'm naming my 17th kid odell well, I mean, for God's sake, like there are people in this town who would, I think there are people in this town who would trade that 2016 Cavs championship for a Brown Super Bowl, like a, 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 any, any day of the week. Like if, like if it was the Browns instead of the Cavs, I, I think they would. I, I do. I think they would. But uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I heard Michael Simon say it on the radio. I would. I think I, 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 heard I, think I would. You think you would? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't listen. I'm an equal opportunity Cleveland sports lover. I am, but like, I, I'll tell you if I had to rate like the teams in order of who I want to win championships, like the Indians are on the top of my list and then the Browns and then the Cavs. So like, sure. yeah, I just, as cool as it was. And, and, and the only thing that makes me rethink what I'm saying here is that I think that was a very special thing that, that really, that really tied the Cavs in with a lot of Clevelanders hearts that maybe were kind of like I am like, Oh, maybe they're my number three team. And it really tightened people's bond with the Cavs, which I think is cool. But like, personally, would I trade the Cavs championship for a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I would. Yeah, I, I and that's not to downplay it. I I just no. think, I just think this will always be, you know, a, a Browns town. And with anything, with anything, you know, with anything regarding the Browns, people like Browns fans, Clevelanders, us Clevelanders are always looking for just some little light at the end of the tunnel for for the Browns to be good again. They just they're they're looking just to grasp at anything, and you just don't see that with a lot of Cleveland fans when it comes to the Indians and Cavs. Yes, we're Indians and Cavs fans and we want them to do well, but I just don't feel like this town, I just feel like when it comes to the Browns, this town is just a little slightly more obsessed. So when someone like Odell Beckham says something <laughs> like that, they're going to hang on. They're going to hang on to that and, and say, yes, all right, we love this fucking guy. And, and they're just going to, and, and, yeah, but you and you just don't see that with it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's it's, yeah. it's not that it's not that we don't love the Indians and Cavs at all, but when it comes to the Browns, there's just that slight more like, oh please, let them just let them just let them just I don't know go to a playoff game. We'd be happy to go to a playoff game when where it comes just to like the us. Cavs. 
yeah, when it comes to the Indians and Cavs, we're like, oh yeah, we're willing to wait. <laughs> you know, what's yeah. this? What's this like hatred of Odell? Like, why? Why are people so down on him? I don't get I don't it either. Right? Like, he's doing everything your number one receiver should do. Because look at the year Jarvis Landry had. Right. Like, like Odell. Like, yeah, he's not you know scoring three touchdowns a game or in 180 yards receiving, but he's out there pulling coverage. He's pulling double coverage. He's opening up the field and like. You know, you, I don't think you can blame anything on the past season on what he's done. No, but that's it. It's also people just like it's also people constantly having to dissect other people, judge other people's personalities. Like Odell's just he's he's not quiet. He's he's flashy. He speaks his mind. He speaks his mind on important issues to him. Uh, and people always got to judge. Always. Oh, he's a prima donna. Like, all right. All right, Ted. Like, at your job, if you're unhappy about something, you wouldn't say anything. You just live with your unhappy Ted job. Like, no. You Like, just... uh, Everybody's always got to judge, and it's always got to be the people that are... I think the people that get judged the most are always the people that just want to be themselves and aren't afraid of doing it publicly, and the public hates that. And so... Oh, yeah. How dare you have individuality? Right. The old schoolers. That's stupid. Oh, yeah. It's 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 stupid. I love I love 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 the fact that Odell Beckham is is a Brown. I love that he's part of the Cleveland community. I, you know, I loved watching videos of him like delivering new cleats to high school teams in in down in in Cleveland, and and really just and loving being a part of Cleveland. I mean, he's always had a little tie here uh, because when when LeBron played for the Cavs, man, Odell was in the front row in a lot of games a lot of regular season games just in the middle of December, he'd be sitting front row. So he's always had a little tie here. He's always, he's been around Cleveland a lot, even when he wasn't playing here and he, and he likes it here. Uh, I shook and his, that's cool. I shook his hand rookie year. I shook his hand rookie year when he came to a Cavs game. Nah, humble brag. No big deal. Uh, anyway, have you washed your hands since? Uh, no, no, I sure have not. I <laughs> well, you should cause of COVID. <laughs> right. Well, I've only you been probably have the COVID. Life. Well, good. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about what we wanted to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about what we actually wanted to talk about for a minute, which is Cam Newton is a patriot. Uh, could you find a better? Oh God! You don't have to put on the red light. Joey, I don't want to hear it, Chad. I got that. Easy, Joey. It's easy, Bam. Joey. I don't why did Chad think he won it every time? <laughs> Joey got it on his first flip. You did not, Chad. Like I, I don't wish, even know how you think you won that. <laughs> I wish I wish I could record my computer right now, like You're for so all of these. Wrong. That's all. I wish I could record all of these. <laughs> so Chad, so Joe, if so I can explain what just happened there because I miserably failed on my flip. So Joey's on the board three to one to one. Uh I I miserably failed. And I looked up, and Joe, on his first flip, nails it. Chad biffs his first flip, picks his cup up, flips it again, nails it, and thinks that he won. <laughs> it's not possible. It's okay, Chad. Three to one to one. Uh, so Cam Newton is a Patriot. And I think that's... that's I don't the give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen somebody so angry about. I'm not. Messing up. I'm not angry. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. 
I'm not angry. Leave me alone. I'm not angry. Uh, Cam Newton to the Patriots, and I think it's fascinating. I it's think incredible. Oh yeah, I mean it's the right place. Yeah, he's going to start there. I mean, there's I mean, like so many that, things. Right? There's so many things that would have to change in the Patriots system to like uh, adapt for his play style. Uh, but who cares? They're going to figure like they're the Patriots. They are going to figure it out for Cam Newton. And as long as he stays healthy, like, and if they had a, if they had half the defense they had last year, they're easily winning the East again. You could kind of see the writing on you could kind of see the writing on the wall there, though, because I mean they were the last team. I mean they were the best team left that needs a quarterback. So uh, you you could see the writing on the wall there. So I mean it would just it would make it made sense, and I'm not surprised that they figured out a deal. Will they it's be, gonna be? It remains to be seen. But it's I think be really different. It's going to yeah. be really different. Listen, Cam is crazy talented. Yeah. He's, he's a former MVP. I love Cam Newton. I love watching him. It's, sure. God, God, I hope he can stay healthy. And I hate the Patriots, but I hope he can stay healthy because I like Cam Newton. But um, he's a home run hitter. He's a, he's a, big, he's a big play dude, uh, whether it's with his, his arms or his leg, his arm or his legs. Uh, he's a home run hitter. And the Patriots way for the last, I don't know, forever. Tom Brady isn't a home run hitter. Tom Brady no. kills you with little tiny precise passes that are just always done exactly at the right time to these no name receivers that they win with. I mean, they've had big time receivers in new England in the past, where they don't usually win the super bowl when they have guys like Randy Moss on the team, they win the super bowl when it's like Hogan and, uh, Wes Welker and, and Edelman, and they're all really good players, but they're not like the big time. So it's going to be really different because uh, is Cam going to be able to adjust to not being a home run hitter? Is he going to have to adjust his style or are the Patriots going to all of a sudden go to this kind of bigger offense that requires bigger plays? It's, it's going to be really interesting to watch. They're going to need to do that. I think they're going to need to adjust. And I think, I mean, I think McDaniels is smart. If you go back to his, Denver days, he loves mobile quarterbacks. So I, I think they're going to, he's going to change the system to adapt it to cam, uh, you know, but the, that that's the only question is, you know, their defense is going to be really good, even though they have an aging secondary, but cam, it, 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 they don't have outside of camp. They don't have any home run hitters on that team anymore. I mean, Nikhil Harry, maybe, but right. uh, they're, they're going to have to adjust that system to, to cam's playing style because you know, uh, uh, well, A, you know, we hope he's healthy because that Liz Frank injury is no joke. And, and B, accuracy has been a question with Cam in the past. So uh, with those little precise passes, accurate passes don't really play to, into Cam's style. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to it. But, you know, will they be elite? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But they'll definitely be better than if they were going to go with Jared Stidham into the season as their starter. I think it's crazy. I, I just think, I think it's fascinating. Uh, again, uh, it's so different than Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. It's all about dropping back and getting the ball out of his hands within, within a, a minute amount of time. And that's not Cam Newton, uh, yeah. Cam Newton dropped back and he looks and, and, and he surveys and he moves and he rolls and he scrambles. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, you know, I think Stidham, I wasn't super excited to watch the Patriots with Stidham, not because I don't think he could be any good, even though I don't really know if he can be any good. Until the, Patriots, I, until the Patriots signed Cam, I had the Bills winning the AFC East. But now, I don't know. 
Well, but I also thought that Stidham was a guy that you could just plug in, not and have him be Tom Brady, but have him conform to the offense that Tom Brady was running. All right, Stidham, go. Like, quick passes, quick quick everything. Whereas Cam is going to be so different. So it's it's really fascinating. It's going to make... It's going to make it a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I, I'm glad I'm, I hated the fact that Cam Newton was uh, not on a football team where there are so many football teams that need players like Cam Newton. So uh, I'm glad he found his way to new England. And, and I do, I think that makes an already interesting AFC East, even more interesting. Uh, let's go over. Uh, let's talk about the article that uh, Cleveland Browns center, JC Treader wrote. Um, Treader is uh, like the players rep, the head players rep for the uh, NFL Players Association. And he wrote a good article uh, that got published recently about uh, coming back and playing, um, coming back and playing in um, during this pandemic situation and why, you know, players have to be aware of their rights and all that. And, and it really like it was an article that kind of took offense to how people and I loved it because I hate this. It was an article that took offense to how people talk about football players or athletes in general. So basically what JC Treader did was he wrote this article and, and he took all these things that the normal average Joe, you or me talk about when we talk about athletes and it broke them down and said, listen, like you can't, you shouldn't be talking about us like this. So like, you know, uh, athletes are overpaid and are, are, police officers or teachers should get paid what athletes do. There's no reason athletes should get paid. Do you know how much I hate that? Yeah. Like, do you know how much of a pet peeve that is to me? And, and it's always the same group of people that say that nonsense. Tell me, I, th- I think you're going to tell me. Well, it's, it's, it's always people that'll sit there and tell you, they'll tell you how like, uh, well, okay, no, I'm not going to even go into that. I'm not going to go into politics with it, but, but it's like, if you like, the society, if you like a capitalist society, a free market society, and then you whine about how much football players make, they make that much money because their industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and the industry can afford to pay them that much because there's only so many people on this planet that can do what they do. Right. Right. Like, uh, no offense. I, I, you know, but I like a lot of people could go be a police officer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not saying a good one or I'm not saying it's not a hard job, but you can train and go be a police officer. So much of being a professional athlete is nonstop hard work and training, but also some natural gifts that you were born with that uh, sure. not everybody has. So, so everybody, when we, when I hear the players are overpaid type of stuff, either the players are going to make that money or the owners are going to make it who are already billionaires. Who would you rather have making it? Cause I'm glad when the players are making these huge multi multi-million dollar contracts. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I hear you on that one. I remember my friend one time told me, he goes, you know, baseball players are still overpaid. I mean, say he bats 300, that's only 30% that he's doing his job right. The whole time. If I did my job 30% right, I'd be on the street. I go, you have any idea how hard it is to yeah. do that job right? 30% of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they're going to earn that money. So it's just a fact of life that people have to just come to grips with. I mean, sports, professional sports is like, as you said, Mike, is a multi-billion dollar industry. And until that goes away, they're going to make the millions and millions of dollars because 
People are going to be obsessed with sports. People are going to throw money just to, to, to sports as way. So sports is always going to make millions and millions of dollars. So the athletes and owners are going to make the millions and millions of dollars. Just deal with it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, not it's, sorry. It's, I thought Treader's article was cool because it's all this stuff that, that he's heard from people like writers and fans about uh, players have expressed a little, again, uh, hesitation to come back and, and they're expressing some concern for their safety and they want to make sure that when they come back, it's done in the right way. And it just is the stuff they're hearing from people playing in the NFL is a privilege, not a right. And I love JC Treader's response to that. He goes, no, it, it's neither one of those things. It's my job. It's my job. It's not a privilege or a right. It's my job. So whatever it's, it, it might be highly sought after he says, but you work your ass off to earn this job and you have to continue to work your ass off to keep it. So why people have to feel like they need to undermine that is crazy. Or he talks about people say, Oh, well, you should just go play for the love of the game. Like just the stuff that the average Joe, like imagine somebody walking up to you and being like, you know what? You should just, just go to your job for the love of your job. <laughs> no, nope. I'm going to, I'm going to need that thing I get every two weeks uh, called a paycheck. And I'm also going to need safe working conditions. <laughs> like that's how my job is going to stay my job. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was cool. Again, another player we just talked about. I love and having Odell Beckham on the team. Another player I think uh, uh, I'm proud to have on, on the Cleveland Browns, JC Treader, uh, you know, obviously being a center, not the, not the big time uh, flashiest type of player, but, a guy that's out there as the head of the NFL Players Association, uh, really taking a good role and and uh, trying to lead his uh, his his members uh, through this whole pandemic thing and and getting back into playing and all that stuff. So uh, I just thought it was cool. It was cool to see you know uh, another bronze player stepping up and doing something like that. Lastly, Chad um, is is Jadavian Clowney going to be a Brown? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I, I wish he would decide it's, already. It's, he said it's not going away. It's not going away. And, you know, I saw Josina Anderson tweet today. She just, she apparently talked to Jadavion Clowney on the phone and he said, Oh, I, he, according to her, he said, he tells her, I will sign with a team before the season starts. I just haven't narrowed a team down yet. Like, Oh, thanks for that, Josina. So you have breaking news, but it's really no news at all. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it, it's gotta be. It's got to have something to do with the city, like all the reports that are coming out, because the Browns are offering him the most money. I, 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 he doesn't have a better offer out there, at least to my knowledge. So why? I, I don't know. What, what's the holdup? He's trying to hold out for a, a better offer, but it's been two or three months now. Like what? Like what? What? Uh, what's the holdup, Jadavion? You just don't like Cleveland. Just come on, you come on, say. I bet you. I don't think he doesn't like Cleveland. Uh, but if he does sign this massive contract and for whatever reason, the NFL season doesn't happen, which, uh, I unfortunately don't believe that it will in full, uh, is he not getting that money then? Right. Is that how these contracts are going? Is that if they're not playing those games or not getting their contract money? I think you still get your guaranteed money, right? But you just won't get, you just don't have well, a so chance to incentives. That could be a hangup in their negotiation process. If they're not getting him the guarantee that he wants, you know, he's going a year essentially without this guaranteed money. So maybe that's a number that they're getting kind of caught up on. 
Right. And I don't think the Browns are going to sign. I don't think Browns or players are trying to sign anybody for more than two or three years anyway, because I know in three years, the salary cap just goes sky high. So, so, so they're just, they're waiting on that. Players are waiting on that caps to go up because of the new TV deals. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. So, I mean, if I'm just Davion Clowney. I had an off year last year too. So I am trying to prove something to somebody. And I think that's why he's looking at a, you know, if he's not looking at a multi-year, he's looking at a one-year deal somewhere. And the Browns have offered him 15 million. It's more than anybody else. I, I don't know. You got a lot of talent on this team. Like I, I, I just, I, I don't see what the holdup is with him. But you know, I think he's coming. I think I, I there's this. I just have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that he's going to be a Brown. Sure. I don't know what dominoes fall after that. I don't know what happens with Olivier Vernon. I don't. I, you know, I don't know what all happens after that. But I, I think. With all of the uncertainty that happens, I don't think the market is going to open up the way he thinks it might. Yeah, and I think, I think, uh, I think he's, I think he turns out to be a Brown. I think there's just too much smoke, and usually when there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, and so, again, something new could happen. Again, you never know when dominoes fall from a guy like Cam Newton signing in New England, and then all of a sudden, you know, a player like Jadavian Clowney wants to go play. On, on a team like that because he likes Cam Newton or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I just have that. I have that feeling. You read so much about it that it's just a waiting game. But I, I think ultimately, I think you probably see Jadavion Clowney in brown and orange next year, which I'd be freaking pumped about because I don't know why he's another one of those guys that just is like chronically underrated. Sure. Maybe, maybe it's because he never turned into like the total beast that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of South Carolina, but uh, still a beast. And I would still take him on the Browns tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the thing. He has a down year. And I was talking to my buddies. What do you think about the cap space though? Apparently we can't roll over uh, uh, the, the cap. We can roll over goes down. If we sign to Davion Clowney, what do you guys, what do you think? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, how, how long are you going to build up cap space? Uh, like how long is cap space going to be super, super important to the Browns? Because eventually, uh, yeah, the Browns have been in the near the top of the league in cap space for the last I don't know twenty years. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Who cares? Like again, if you're building a team, if you feel like, especially if you feel like you already have a lot of your pieces in place, and you have a plan to retain. Again, their monster contract talks with Miles Garrett. Uh, you probably want Baker Mayfield extended at some point. Um, Nick Chubb, you probably want to extend it at least once. Uh, I'm, so if you've got that all kind of built in and okay, so start spending some of the rest of the, of the cap. I mean, you don't win Super Bowls by having the most cap space. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm all for it. Plus, plus there's short contracts. So even though that might eat up a little cap space for next year, he still can come off next year. Uh, Olivier Vernon still comes off next year. Like, there's a lot of players that are coming off next year that recreates more cap space. So uh, yeah, not worried about that at all. If you can get Jadavion Clowney, get Jadavion Clowney. Right. That, yeah. That, that's why. You don't have to put on a red light. Ooh. I don't know. I'm going to give a point because I, I didn't get a point. I didn't get a point. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't land mine. Oh, okay. I still have three. And the final decision here, because I actually watched what just went down with the two of you. uh, The final decision here is 
the the current score is going to be three for me, two for Joey, two for Chad, because I think you guys nailed that at the same time. I really do. So generous coming from the guy in first place. I'm just saying, I, I just gave you guys an in at me, and I, I really do think you guys nailed that at the same time. Thanks. Okay, cool. So you're welcome. All right. So the last thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, before we talk about something very fun right at the end, Woo. but I did want to get into NASCAR a little bit, even though I don't watch NASCAR. No, even though Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace makes me want to watch NASCAR, but like. Can we talk? Can we talk about Bubba Wallace for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can we talk about the pull cord on his door for a minute? Oh, yeah. You mean everybody doesn't put nooses on garage poles? <laughs> oh, I thought, well, you know, I guess if you're in the South, it's okay, right? Or no? No. no. Right. It's not okay. That's the correct answer. It's not okay ever. But it's okay if you put it on that particular garage door and none of the other ones. Oh, right. Yeah. Listen, obviously there was some part. I don't want to be stupid about this. Obviously there was some part of this investigation that found that that noose was hanging in that garage before. But I don't know why. And maybe it wasn't about Bubba Wallace, but maybe there was a noose hanging out of that door for some other reason. But there's only you only hang in fashion a noose for like one reason. So even if it wasn't about Bubba Wallace, it was about somebody else. Yeah. And, and the response of Bubba after they found out that it wasn't like directed at him was almost even better. It was like, yeah, okay. But then there was a noose. Did you not see the noose? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. for me, but that's a noose. So what, like, why do I have to like defend myself on this? It's been there for a year. Okay. Okay. They said they they said that the the tapes proved that it's been there since October of 2019. So it's been there for almost a year, and, and you a didn't remove it, and b just so happened to put the only black driver in NASCAR in that particular garage during this time. Hello, there's something fishy about this this whole thing, in my opinion. But like, can we go back to one thing real quick, just to like super clarify it? It's a fucking noose. It's a fucking noose. <laughs> like that wasn't there's no knot to that. There's no like there's no like Boy Scout explanation for like a pretzel knot here or like any kind of weird other knot. Like that was the like the the living definition of a noose. Yeah. Oh I will, yeah. I, I will say one thing. Uh out of any major like let's call it top ten sport, um NASCAR is has been the quickest to defend one of its players, drivers in any of these situations. And I know like the sport is not perfect uh, in regards to um, just diversity, but like I have never seen anything out of the MLB or NFL uh, that has been so quick to back one of its uh, players and drivers uh, as they were with Bubba in the whole process. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's hats off to NASCAR for that. I, I, I mean, Richard, he drives for Richard Petty and he was, uh, Richard Petty is like 128 years old and he was walking <laughs> on the track right beside him. And, and, and you just, you, you, the unity that they showed walking his car to the front was just a, an amazing sight to see. Yeah. Like listen, water on Richard Petty's skin so he doesn't dry up while they're walking the cars outside. <laughs> he's, he's, and you know what? NASCAR, NASCAR knows it's, 
it knows its audience and it knows it knows the good parts of it, its audience, but it also knows the bad parts of it, its audience. And they went they went out there and were like, listen, none of this is OK. Uh, and, and even the president. So the president of NASCAR is the one that after that investigation was done, the president of NASCAR said, yeah, OK, that investigation got done. But in all of our other tracks, in all of our other garages, not one of the pole cords for the doors looks like this. And that's, no. what, that, that's what the president of NASCAR said. Like, he was like, I don't know where it came from and I don't know what it was about, but like nothing else looks like this except for in Bubba Wallace's garage. So like and, and something is funny there. Yeah, and I've seen a bunch of tinfoil hat wearing like big brothers watching you motherfuckers like post like, oh, this is this isn't the picture they posted. They posted another picture and that noose looks really small. So what? I've fashioned a noose before. Like, no, 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 no. This is the, 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 the timing of this, the timing of this, and, and, and you, you don't, you're, you're mean to tell me that you're bored and you just fashion a noose for no reason whatsoever? No, stop it. I have never fashioned a noose. What are we talking about? I tell you what, these tinfoil hat people uh, are going to run out of sports to watch because uh, yeah. we already have just a plethora of people not watching football. There's going to be a plethora of people not watching NASCAR. Uh, so good. Have fun. Uh, I don't know. Oh, what, imagine what the people not going to watch the NBA because they're putting Black Lives Matter on the courts. Great. Good. Good. We don't want that. Bye. 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 Listen. Bye. Listen, I've made a news before. What? Who Who has made a news before? I, I, I loathe those people. I mean, that's a whole different show, but I loathe <laughs> those right. people I, 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 I just I, I, I can't I, I don't know if it's it's like a combination of the arrogance and the ridiculousness of the theory because well, they just think they read like like back channel website blogs that they know the actual story of things when they're not paying attention to like actual investigations in fact but well, anyway. there's like but there's also those people that are like you know they're the same people that tell athletes like shut up and stick to sports <laughs> or they tell sports reporters who, who manage to speak about real life issues. Oh, stick to sports. They're the same people that yell that, but then at the same time when something is happening that hurts their feelings, which is absurd anyways, they're the ones that are like, I'm never watching this again. And I want to go back to them and be like, Oh no, just stick to sports. Yeah. Like just forget about, forget about feeling yeah. all butthurt about your feelings and just watch the football game. Right. That's what you're telling them to do. It's, yeah, I don't know. But it was a noose. And uh and I like Chad, I know you work you like going in and out of garages and stuff like that. Like if you were ever working somewhere and that was the 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 pull cord for the garage, would you not be weirded out by that? Uh, or, yeah. like, or like bring attention to it, like, hey boss, um there's a noose right there. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. The 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 A crew, the 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 moving crew that we use all the time is black. All three of the guys are black. So if I saw a noose uh, hanging out from one of our dock doors, yeah, I would have questions. I would have questions, and I would be worried. That's a hundred percent. And to end this part on a on a positive note, Joe, I think you're right. I think NASCAR again. They know the 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 good, and they know the bad, and they weren't afraid of the bad. They they. They came out strong in favor of Bubba and they, they banned certain flags and items that are um, 
fucking pointless. Uh, and they only symbolize one thing in the year 2020. And they said, you're not bringing that into our track. And they took a, an incredible stance, uh, which they knew was probably going to alienate a lot of their bad side of their fan base. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. So yeah, yeah major yeah. shout out to NASCAR. And you get, you can make the point where it's like, Oh, they should have done this, you know, X amount of years ago. But like, you know, I think in general with everything that's going on in the world right now, like at least they are doing something now. Like at least yeah, there's sure. some change happening and you gotta, sure. you gotta commend that and uh, praise that. And hopefully NASCAR can take more steps forward. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we're going to end this podcast on a violent note. We're going to get. Oh, no, I think Chad might have had that. I think Chad had that. I think Chad had it, too. No, because I got that so fast. And your hands are already in the damn air. Yeah. I do the different smiles on that one. I think Chad well, had it. Man, three to three to two. Three to three to two. This turned into a game, boys. All right. I think I think uh, we're coming down to it. So I think, you know, at Joe's behest, we're going to have to have at least one more Roxanne. Obviously, if Chad or I win it, it's game over. Yeah. If and Joe if I win, it, we do a sudden death. We do a sudden death. Yeah. So good comeback, Chad. But let's continue because we got to talk about this next sport. So we're going to post a video. If you're not familiar with this, we're going to post a video on our social media on both Twitter and Facebook. And we kind of want you to watch it. Uh, there is a sport. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this sport. There's a sport in Italy. Uh, and it's called Calcio Storico. Calcio Storico. Calcio Storico. I think that was close. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to speak Italian, but I like how you came up. Say it one more time for us. Uh, calcio. I know it's calcio. Uh, stor. Storico. Storico. Oh, get the rolling R. Rico. Storico. You can't roll your R's. That's. I can't. That's no, I never took Spanish. No, you took Chinese Mandarin. I, you always got to talk with your hands, but like you can't help yeah. but like talk. Calcio Rico. Yes. So all of our listeners can see our hand gestures. <laughs> feel them. Feel the calcio Rico. Uh, so here's this sport in Italy that Chad turned us on to uh, this last week. Thank you, Chad. And, You're welcome. Um, it's like soccer no. and rugby Ooh. all put into one thing, no. but, but there's but there's a change. So they oh yeah they throw this ball in, and a team gains gains possession of said ball, and they kind of just hold it like back in their backfield on a on a field. They kind of just hold it for a while and they like pass it back and forth. And there's like three guys just passing the ball back and forth. And if you're listening, you're probably thinking like, oh, cool. Why are we talking about this? That doesn't sound like fun at all. But here's what's fun. There's like 60 guys out on this field. And there's only like three of them passing the ball back and forth. 27 to a side. What'd you say? 27 to a side. Yeah, right. So 54 guys. So while three of them are like passing the ball back and forth on one team, the rest of their team and the other team are literally just bare knuckle fist fighting out on the, out on the field. They are just bare knuckle beating the shit out of each other all, all over the field. They're just attacking each other, kicking each other, punching each other in the face. There's like these humongous guys and there's little guys running away from them. And then there's like little guys going after big guys and just getting their teeth popped 
pouch down their throat. And like, that's all that's happening for like 25 minutes are just three guys are just tossing this ball back and forth. And the rest of their squad is just beating the tar out of each other. When you hit the ground, you have to stay on the ground basically is how it works. Yep. And so it's like, I I, I didn't even, I I couldn't even watch it until they scored. Cause I just, they just, it was like 20 straight minutes of just fights. Right. And and that's the thing with this story. Like I watched, okay. And if anyone's interested, I watched a documentary episode. It's on Netflix. It's called home game. It's the very first episode on it. And they explain this. It's a tradition the the game only happens once a year and you're, you're, (laughs) you're born into this. So like, there's different districts in Florence. It happens in Florence, Italy. There's different districts. Oh. And each district, each district is assigned a color. So you can't switch teams. There's no switching teams. You're either on the red, white, blue, or green team. That's it. That's it. Whatever district you're born in, that's who you represent. Okay? <laughs> and apparently this game dates back to Julius Caesar. And that's, like, like, that's how far back this, this, this tradition goes. I believe it. So uh, the, way, the way I was explained to this, apparently... The fist fighting, the bare knuckle fist fighting is, is like their version, this game's version of like blocking in football or like yep. screaming, screaming in, in, in basketball. And, you know, when I was watching this, it's all subtitles. All these guys speak Italian. They, you know, go figure Italians don't speak English. Uh, they, yeah, crazy, right? Uh <laughs> They, they, the, the, the one guy goes, yeah, I've seen, I've seen so many injuries. There's guys getting carried off the field all the time. The, the worst I've seen is a guy got, got carried off with his eyeball in his hand. <laughs> 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 I went, okay, well, I'm out. Uh, yep. but, but apparently, yeah, once enough guys get knocked on the ground, the, there's 15 guys up there that barrel knuckle fight that just beat the living shit out of each other. And once the, one of those guys are on the ground, that's when the, the 12 other guys in the backfield make their move. And, and the, the, net, the net that these guys use stretches all along the back wall of the, the, the arena. And they have to throw it in the net, no matter where it's from. They can throw it from anywhere, and they have to throw it in like, the net. It's like three feet tall. Like it is not like a huge like soccer goal you're throwing into either. And the penalty is if you shoot and you miss the net – the other team gets half a point. That's right. That's right. That's right. The game I watched. The the the, red, the white the red team won six to five and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is it is brutal. It's the craziest thing. Chad it's, sent us a link. He texted us a link, and I clicked on it, and it was just like a referee just threw a ball in. Like the referee just walks in the middle of this nonsense and just throws a ball out there. One team gains possession, and then they all just start beating the living shit yeah. out of each other. <laughs> and and when, I you guys, when I texted you guys the link, I'm like, you only need to watch the first couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It well, is the best of Italy. And there's, there's two things that are, like, super cool about it. One, uh, I want to butcher this date, but it's, like, 1500 BC is, like, the first, like, playing of this game. And it was like a sense of like Florence pride because uh, there's I don't know some war. I'm not a history buff, so I have no idea what was going on. But it was like a sense of like uh, Florence pride. And uh, there has not been a single rule change since 1500 BC. Uh. Also, none of these players, they're just like, 
normal dudes. Like they have day jobs. They don't get paid a dime for playing and getting the shit kicked out of them. They're just, just like, like, this is for my city and my district. It's like, oh no, dude, like you go do that. I'm, I want to watch from the stands and get a hot dog or something. I like how uh, I like how the other like there's there's the people that are just way into it, just wanting to kick the shit out of each other. But then there's also like there's like the dudes that are like, "Why well, was I born into this?" And I'm not I'm not ready for this. So like somebody will take a swing at him, and they'll like miss, but the guy will just fall on the ground anyways. Like, nope, he got me. He hit me right here. I'm out. <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> There's one guy in the documentary that like he got like uh thrown to the ground with like a shoulder and he's like, Oh my rib cage, like it felt like instant pain, and like he probably like cracked a bunch of ribs or something. And he told the guy that took him down he was in pain, and they interviewed the guy that took him down, and he's like, you know, we're like trying to like uh, dominate them, but we're not trying to kill them. It's like yeah. good. Good. Yeah. I hope oh. not. I oh. I hope not. Well, There's I mean There's a limit to the standards in Calcio Storico. We have standards here. Oh, yes. And then they all go drink afterwards. And then at 1 a.m., at 1 a.m., the guy was like, well, the adrenaline wore off. I guess I should go to the hospital and check on my broken (laughs) ribs. It is. If you get a chance to watch this documentary, it is incredible. And they also have like uh, like nine other documentaries of like these like weird, very like niche sports uh, across the globe. Um, uh, We need that right now. We, need we do it. need that. Our, I'm going to. There's free watching this. Cheers to cheers to what we need right now, which is just forget about your sign flipping championships and all that. Give us just the weirdest, most obscure sports that just involve bashing faces and, and cheers to that. Today, this week's obscure sport of the week on the garage beers podcast. We have a champion. In the words of Shaquille O'Neal, can you dig it? Chad, Chad, why don't you tell Michael Keefe what his prize is? Not a goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, your inaugural Garage Beers Flip Cup Tournament champion. Me, baby. Me. Listen. Listen, you just did a Shaq impression, okay? And you have like a naturally deep voice, but why did your voice go higher to do your Shaq impression? Uh, I don't know. I didn't didn't actually think about it. Shaq is like, can you dig it? (laughs) But like like Mike was like, can you dig it? Shaq wasn't, it it wasn't the same day. It was a different day that I was referring to when Shaq did. (laughs) Uh, it was it was 12 year old Shaq when he won the peewee championship yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a big i'm a big Shaq historian so i will do Shaq of any age i want in the meantime i will also do Shaq as a champion uh and as a as as just a flip cup uh dominator uh ps chat i like how you tried to cheat on that last one use your hands to hold your cup down <laughs> <laughs> we saw it we saw it you didn't. 
but you know what? I, I will take I will take uh, winning this with pride. Uh, I will represent you guys well in what? Uh, in the uh, in the arena of life. Oh, we didn't uh, ask you to do that as your champion. <laughs> as, and uh, and and you guys just you know follow me and, and learn from me and I don't need to and I will show you the way. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. All right, boys. Well, listen, uh, uh, a ton of fun here tonight. Uh, I'm so glad we got to talk about Calcio Storico uh, and all the other stuff that we got to talk about. Uh, uh, Tune in in same time next week. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. If if you're enjoying it and you're liking what you're listening to, go ahead and give us a like. Give us a review, uh, especially if you're listening on Apple, uh, and leave a a review and give us a, I don't know, pick your stars, five preferably. if you want to follow us, uh, we're a lot of fun. We have a good time. Uh, again, our Twitter handle for the show is at the Garage Beers. And then individually, we are Garage Beers Mike, Garage Beers Chad, and Garage Beers Joe. You can also find the Garage Beers podcast on Facebook as well. So uh, follow along. Uh, we will post a link to Calcio Rico on the, and, uh, and tune in. Same time, same place next week. Uh, And for all of us here at Garage Beers, thanks for tuning in and cheers, everybody.